0: Thank you for tuning in to our Oasis Young Adult Podcast. Oh yeah, meets Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on campus at Oasis Community Church. We hope that you are inspired by today's message. Let's get into it. Hello, family man. Welcome back to our Young Adults podcast. This is your boy Marquavius Walker, aka Pastor Q. Listen, I'm so excited to be able to share with you today as a continuation through our series called follow it is actually a uh, one cohesive sentence that will actually make a cohesive sentence once we're actually done with this four-part series today we're actually going to be discussing uh what does it mean to follow jesus towards truth so last week we discussed on our previous podcast uh following jesus uh, we are called to follow jesus and this part we'll be talking about uh towards truth. So we are called to follow Jesus. And this first part is towards truth. So first we, uh, are called to accept the invitation to follow him. Um, but the next thing is that when we follow him, the first thing Jesus does on our journey with him is to, uh, lead us towards truth. And, um, in being able to talk about this in our society, in our, uh, current uh, state and culture um, there is this misconception or this redefinition of truth Um, and most people would say or um, some critics would say especially um, outside of christianity uh, that truth is not absolute there is no absolute truth so there is the type of colloquialism that is used that basically says that um, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth and there is no absolute truth or concretized truth truth. And uh, if you are a believer, uh, that uh, should scream red flags to you only because in the word of God, Jesus clearly defines what truth is. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes into the father except by me and so Jesus not only says uh what truth is but he gives truth a person he says that I am uh, a definitive the truth he is the truth he is the measurement of truth and uh in Christianity in the faith uh, we understand that uh, Jesus calls us uh towards truth on our journey uh in uh through three ways three ways he calls us toward truth uh to uh himself uh to ourselves and to this thing called reality Um, and we're going to take a look at a familiar text, it is John chapter 4, verse 1 through 26. Um, John chapter 4, verse 1 uh, through 26. And I love this text um, because it talks about the woman at the well uh, in Samaria. I'll just kind of give you a bit of a backdrop. So uh, the woman at the well, this was a individual that, um, or individuals, are, they were ethnicity that the Jews did not jail with well. They did not uh, roll with them well. There were people that they didn't hang out with. Uh, there were people they did not associate with And it was kind of like this racial tension um, that happened between the Jews and the Gentiles. And it was Jesus that intentionally, uh, as he was traveling, went through uh, Samaria where the Samaritan people were and had this encounter with a woman at the well. And uh, in this encounter, Jesus reveals uh, a plethora of things. We will kind of walk through the text together to be able to uh, unpack what he revealed um, regarding himself, what he revealed regarding herself. And then also what he revealed about her reality. Uh, let's take a walk through the text. So John chapter four, verse uh, number four, we'll start uh, at verse number four. It says, uh, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And so Jesus wearied as he was from the, from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For the disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask uh, for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks from this well will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never thirst again. That water or the water that I will give him will become in him like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him sir give me this water so that i will not be thirsty or have to come to draw uh, draw water verse 16 jesus said to her go call all your husbands and come here i'm to go yeah he said go call your husband and come here the woman answered i have no husband jesus said to her you are right in saying i have no husband for the for you have five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband Is not your husband what you have said is true the woman said you sir i perceive that you are a prophet verse 20 our fathers worship on this mountain but you say that in jerusalem there is a place where the people ought to worship jesus said to her woman believe me the hour has, is coming when neither On this mountain or in Jerusalem, you will worship the father. You will worship what you uh, you worship, what you do not know. We worship what we do know for the salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and it is here now when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the father is seeking those who seeking such worshipers to worship him. God is spirit for those who worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I am he. So notice in the text that Jesus is uh, uh, he approaches the woman at the uh, at the well uh, the Samaritan woman doesn't give us her name. But it says that she's a Samaritan woman. So she is from uh, the people of Samaria. And notice that it also details in the text of john details that the jews had no dealings with the Samaritans, so there were there was already this kind of tension there so jesus rose up on her and asked asked her for a drink now of course uh he is uh man he is a man uh we both know that jesus is what we call the hypostatic union he is both god he is both man uh he is fully god and fully man and so he asks her for a drink and of course she goes and says how how, how could how could you uh a jew asked a Samaritan for something to drink. Uh, so she, she immediately recognized that one, he was a Jew and two, there was no way that they were going to have a, a, a type of conversation, um, about something so simple as, uh, getting a uh, water from a well. Uh, and so first I want to draw your attention to something, uh, that's very, very apropos, uh, to this conversation that Jesus, uh, reveals, uh, after uh, our, us accepting the invitation to follow him, he reveals truth about himself. The first thing that she was to discover about Jesus was that he had a different type of water. Uh, notice that she said, uh you you have nothing to draw from you have nothing uh, to draw from this well uh what is it that you speak of this living water so jesus said that that i would give uh living water because he says that anyone who comes to the well that she was at they were going to uh draw again because they were going to be thirsty again but the word the water that he had uh, they were never going to be thirsty uh, again but he was using a parallel um, not that they wouldn't have to go to the well that they understood as to get water and nourishment but he was talking more of a deeper sense of eternal life that they were worshiping a god that they really didn't fully understand and he was talking about the the salvation that they were going to experience uh, through him through the eternal life the eternal uh, reward that he was going to provide and so what i want to um share with you today is that when we accept Jesus into our hearts, the first thing that he reveals is truth about himself. Uh, there is this oversaturation in our generation about purpose. There's this oversaturation in our generation about identity. And, uh, we do not spend long enough to get a chance to know the creator before we get infatuated with the creation. Uh, we have this over infatuation with creation and, uh, what can creation do and what can I manifest and What can I do? And all of these things and that uh, in order to determine the specific purpose of anything that is made, we first have to go uh, to the maker. Watch this to see the uh, the original intent of the maker. And, uh, if we are believers, then we come down on the side that, that God is the creator of all life. And if God is the creator of all life, then we must uh, first understand the truth about who he is, the revelation about who he is. And then therefore we can then understand who we are because we are like a clay and he's the potter. And so the clay doesn't know what it's supposed to be, but the potter already in his mind has an idea, has an indication or has a purpose in its mind to what the clay is supposed to be so maybe you're searching for purpose maybe you're searching for identity maybe you're searching and like god like what am i supposed to do about uh i've come on this new journey of following you but maybe just maybe uh, you should be asking god no i want to know more about you you are my maker you are my potter you are the one that created everything that i see i want to know more about you first not uh, uh, am I called to preach or not? Am I called to be a business person? Not am I called to do this or not? Am I called to do that? No, 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 no. The, the first stop uh, in my relationship with Jesus is I want to know him first. I want to know him first. And that must be our focus, knowing him first. So first he reveals truth about himself first. Number two, he reveals truth about you. Because a lot of times that in Christianity, we we love uh, to 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 come in and we love to point out the the flaws or the imperfections of others. But sometimes uh, God points out the imperfections or the flaws of ourselves to to begin to 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 show us um, that he wants us to conform and be transformed. Uh, maybe you're wondering like, God, man, man, this season of my life hurts. This season of my life sucks. Like, I don't really understand what's happening in the season of my life. I can't even understand why I'm dealing with all the things that I'm dealing with. Maybe just, maybe he's doing Romans eight and 29, which is that you are being conformed into the image of his son, that the purpose of Christianity is not that you look like you No, the purpose of Christianity is that you at one point, uh, look like Christ, that you resemble, uh, the light of the world. That you resemble him. He is truth. You want to resemble him. You want to reflect him. And in order for you to do that, you must first know who he is. You must be able to spend time with him. You can't know who someone is if we don't spend time with him. And that's some of the that's some of those struggles that we deal with is that, man, we're like, man, man, my spiritual life is dry. My spiritual life is depleted. My spiritual life is not going well. But I want to ask you a question. How much time do you spend with him? How much time do you devote to the word? How much time do you devote to prayer? And I'm not talking about that you're going to spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours in the word or hours upon hours upon hours in prayer. But, man, when you think about it, when you get in relationship with an individual and you're building a relationship, I remember when I first got with my wife, man, you can get us off the phone. Like we would play the game, like like who's gonna hang up and and well I'm gonna hang up first and no you're gonna hang up first and it was like this this love of, this love affair that we were having man because we wanted to talk to each other all the time we wanted to communicate all the time we were if we, were, we weren't on the phone talking we were texting and then if we weren't on the phone texting then we were on Facetime and then and it would just be this constant communication but if we can do that for people that are human man what does that look like with God who is our Creator what does that look like? How do we live life and go through this life and say, man, I I accepted this invitation to follow Christ, but I I don't spend time with him. I don't spend time to get a chance to know who he is. Because once I know who he, he is, he then reveals, watch this, who I am. It is when when Jesus makes the mention to the woman at the well. Who? She is. He reveals her. He's like, you know, go call your husbands. And she's like, you know, I mean, I don't I don't have a husband. And he's like, yeah, you you, you've had five and the one you're with is not yours. He he reveals to her. Watch this. The things that she knows already. But he reveals it not to tear her down. He reveals it because he wants her to understand there is a greater purpose. He reveals it because he wants her to understand that she doesn't have to keep living this way. He reveals it because he wants her to understand that, that, that this is how her spiritual life looks. That she continues to go to a well and leaves thirsty. Maybe, maybe just maybe you've been living life thirsty. Thirsty for attention, thirsty for affection, thirsty for purpose, thirsty for identity, thirsty for value, thirsty for all of these things. And God just wants to let you know that when you come to him and you accept the invitation to follow, that he is the one that gives you the identity. He's the one that gives you the purpose. He's the one that gives you the value so that you don't become, uh, as it were, going to wells of individuals that are not fully satisfying, that are not fully sufficient to fill your cup. Your cup is only able to be filled by him and him alone. Not uh, not Instagram, not Facebook, not Twitter, not all of the accolades you could ever get in this world. Not any award you could ever get in this world could ever fill the cup enough for you to feel fully sufficient. It will leave you dry, that you'll keep coming back and everything in this life will fail you. It will betray you. But the only thing that will never fail is you really discovering who you are through Jesus. Because when you know who he is, he then uh, reveals who you are. And then he reveals things that uh, he He wants to help you uh, transform or things that he wants to transform in your life. This woman had an issue with her relationships. Maybe you have issues with in your relationship maybe you have issues that not are, that are not in your relationship but maybe you have issues in the in your own mind maybe you have issues in your in your internal in your heart dealing with unforgiveness or whatever the case may be but whatever what is your issue and are you going to continue to keep trying to fill yourself with temporary things or are you going to let Jesus fill you with who he called you to be because he reveals truth about himself and then he reveals truth about you in the word of God Jesus asked the disciples he says who do men say I am and they start confessing who who men what they say that he was he says some say you're a prophet some say you that you're a prophet or some say that you are John the Baptist or some say that you are uh, the prophet Moses and, and, and all of these things and then uh, it goes down and says uh, Jesus said, okay well who do you say I am and Peter spoke up and he said you are uh, the living uh, the son of the living God you are the Christ, the son of the living God, is what he said. And then Jesus responds, he blessed are you, Simon, Bergona uh, for flesh and blood have not revealed unto you, but my father in heaven. And then he goes into the famous text where he says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But notice he changes Peter's name from Simon to Peter. So Peter has a revelation of who Jesus is. And now Jesus is giving him a revelation of who he is. Last point. So he not only reveals truth about who he is, who Jesus is. He reveals truth about who Peter, or he is the woman at the well. He reveals truth about who he is. And now he's going to reveal truth about reality. Because all of us live in reality. Every last one of us. Today, you see life either through the lens of the gospel or you see life outside of the lens of the gospel. You see my crazy, what do you mean? If you you're outside and you you're walking around man you you either see life man you either see a soul or you just see a person you you either see a hardship or you see a burden you either see hate towards someone or you say man i i see it through the eyes of love We live, if you're a believer, in the same reality, but we see it in different ways. Because our eyes, our perspectives have been changed. Maybe you need a perspective change. Maybe God won't change your situation. Maybe he'll just change your perspective. And maybe you just need God to help you see life differently because maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you've lost joy. Maybe life is not going the way you thought it should go. The woman at the well, if you continue the reading, she goes back into her city and tells all of the people, man, come and see a man I met that told me all about myself. But she was willing to to share because she experienced a new hope, a new life, a new reality that was just born to her and and her whole life had been affected by it. And she wanted to share it with everyone. Man, can I ask you, man, man, when's the last time you shared about how Jesus has changed your whole reality? When is the last time you you've just you were just so excited, man, and say, man, man, I want to share what Jesus has done in my life, man. I can't contain it. I can't control it, man. I can't hold it in, man. I have to share what Jesus has done in my life. I must I have to I'm compelled to share this. Because he reveals truth. About. Your. Your. Reality. He helps you evaluate what is valuable, what is worthy. He helps her to understand what worship really means. To help her understand how to ascribe worth. We have two present realities in our life. to the one we live inside of Jesus and the one we live outside of Jesus the question is simple which reality will prevail in your life which reality will prevail in your life because there's a lot of teaching is going around and you know saying that man Jesus is called to make me happy or Jesus is called to, to you know do my laundry list of things but can I just I just want to slide this in I just want to parenthetically insert this that he's not called to make you happy we're called to be conformed into his image and to live life eternity so let me help you today maybe you're struggling with this, this thought of absolute truth but I just have one question hear me out if everyone lived according to what they would consider truth what would our world look like most people think man it'll look like freedom but I would challenge you I would say it'll look like chaos Because if you and I are at a light and your truth is that you don't obey lights, but my truth is that I should obey the stoplight and you proceed through the stoplight and it's red. And someone else proceeds through the stoplight because it's red on their side or it's green on their side. It's gonna create absolute pablum in that intersection because everyone is living according to their truth. If everyone lives according to their truth, then what stops someone just from murdering your friend? Because it's their truth. It's right to them. It's not absolute. There's no absolutes. So that argument implodes on itself. So here's my suggestion to you. Jesus came to help us define what absolute truth is because he knows that the best life you can live is through the parameters of what he said but you ultimately have an option to choose his way or choose your way and I and I just want to let you know that your way will lead you to a destination his way will lead you to a destination are you Absolutely secure. Absolutely sure that you want to find out where your destination will lead. Are you willing to try following Jesus and know that his destination will lead to the ultimate salvation and eternity with him? Eternity with him. My dear friend, as I close today. Don't try to rediscover truth. It's already been defined. God's word has defined truth. Why don't you discover what his word says? And I guarantee you, your life as you know it will change. Thank you again, man, for listening to us. I hope you get a chance to subscribe. Come back next week for episode three of our follow series. I can't wait to share with you again. Love you. Thanks for listening. If you were impacted, share this message with a friend and let us know via Instagram. You can find us at ohyaphx. Yeah, Until next time, be a disciple, be bold in your faith, live for Christ.